And we're back with part two with Michelle Soto talking about Mother's Rise. If you have not listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to tune in. This week, Michelle will be talking a little bit more about praying for our children. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers and experts from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. Now let's jump into part two with Michelle Soto. And don't ever think that our prayers are, and I have a very long testimony, so I'm not going to get into it. Maybe that's for some other time. (laughs) But there was a very tragic event that happened in my life, which really launched our ministry. Our ministry was really birthed out of the ashes. So Mm -hmm. Isaiah 61 really is something that is a living testament Mm. what we have walked out in our lives. And there was something that the Lord spoke to me when this tragedy happened in my oldest daughter's life with my oldest granddaughter. And he said to me, because of the mercy stored up, just like David, I extend my hand. And I want to say to women who are listening, maybe you think that your situation is too far gone. Maybe the battle is so intense. Maybe your child is so far gone and maybe you're feeling hopeless, but don't ever think that your prayer is not heard by Mm. God that there are mercies that you are storing up that you are not even aware of for moments where your child or even yourself may may have to walk through and your prayers are mercy stored up. Mm -hmm. I want to say, Sharon, really quickly that just the other day, just the day before, and I even posted it on my Facebook page, my granddaughter and I, we speak nightly. We speak every single night. And anyone mm-hmm. who knows me knows my granddaughter calls me. And that's a blessing in itself. She's mm-hmm. nice, but she calls me every single night to say goodnight. And, and we talk about her day and my day. And, and she suffered epilepsy with a dramatic brain injury when she was three. And mm-hmm. she suffered epilepsy for many years at the age of 14. Um, she's now seizure-free for three years. Mm, Praise God for that. But she's facing another physical medical challenge right now. But here's the thing that I want to say is that in our conversation, she said, Grandma, today I came across a meme that said, you are living the things that you prayed for. Mm. Remember that. And she said, Grandma, when I saw that, it hit me. Yes, I am living right now the prayer that I prayed three years ago to be seizure free. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the most amazing part of that. And then she said to me, and grandma, I remember another scripture too about God, something about God having tears in a bottle or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. And so we, I took that opportunity to, to go through the scripture and we found it. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, every single tear is in a bottle. Hmm. That's what it says. That's what the scripture says. Right. And then she said, and then I told her, you know what, Chastity, what you're going through right now, we need to pray now. Yeah. And not only for what you're going through, but you know what, if that's how God works, that the things you prayed for before you're living now, then let's pray now for the things you want in the future. Right. 
And so we began to pray for, she's going into college now. We began to pray for her college graduation. We began to pray for her career choices. And so those are moments, like you said before, how do we teach them to pray? I think that what we do is that we let them explore that aha moment with God Mm -hmm. that they will have because they will have them. They will have aha moments where they will realize, oh, wow, wait a second. I prayed for that. Right. God answered my prayer. And when they do have those aha moments, then we take that opportunity and continue to press in with them mm-hmm. and show them, you know what? This is what God did. So you know what? Let's do this now mm-hmm. and watch what God will do. Mm. And so Amen. Pray that. And I think this is so important because she's going into college now. Yeah. And there are things that we're not going to be able to walk through. Right, exactly. And you're right. There are things that we're not able to walk through them, but then our battle gets on our knees, right? And that's really where the war is. And, you know, um, apart, obviously, apart from prayer, when you see your granddaughter going to college or when other mothers are dropping their children off to school, and as you and I both know, there are just so many different social pressure about sex, gender expectations from society, gender confusion, the infiltrating of transgenderism and homosexuality and all of those pressure being thrown in the faces of our children. Now, I pray every day for the children of this generation that they be protected and that they have discernment and they know that God is sovereign and that God had created them to be male and female. And, but I would love to hear from you. What are some actionable tips would you suggest for moms to prepare their children to face those battles of darkness? What would you, you know, how would you advise or encourage these moms as they see their children go off to school? Let me just say that one of the things, right, that I think in general as a whole, the Christian community has to do is talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Talk about this gender identity, gender right. confusion, mm-hmm. um, because it is very real. And it is younger and younger and younger. And the pressures are greater and greater. And it gets at a younger age. Yes, Right. They are um, infiltrating into every, even our elementary school with their doctrination. Oh, yeah. It's going into kindergarten. It's pretty insane. It is. And I think that one of the things that the Christian community has to do is talk about it and not only um, talk about what they are doing, but quite honestly, Sharon, talk about the families who are even dealing with that. Yeah. Young people who are at that crossroad, who because what they are living at in their sphere of influence at their age, it has become something that's so acceptable mm-hmm. that the line has been so blurred. And we, as I said, and as you and I said, both said, there is one line of defense that we must understand. This is not by power, nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. If Mm -hmm. we think that uh, we can be nonchalant about this in this area, we are sadly mistaken. Right. We must be on the offense in this area. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, like, I think especially in today's 
world, uh, mothers needs to be bold and not assume that the school will take care of everything. And I remember when we're considering sending our daughter to preschool this year, but I went into school and basically asked the teacher and the school administration straight up, like, do you teach preschoolers about homosexuality? about this particular topic, because this is the time whereby we have to speak up as being in the Christian community, bring Christian mothers, speak up about that and to be able to defend, protect your child from that uh, and prepare them for what's ahead and make those decisions or sacrifices. Because at the end of the day, God is in control and God will take care of our kids if we do our jobs. Exactly. And as what you just said, we have to be our children's greatest advocate. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we do have to be ourselves prepared, right? We have to not only um, want to speak up, but also be able to defend our faith. Right. Right. In that sense. And know that we have a right to our faith just as much as everyone else has a right to what they believe. Right. But we also have a right to our faith. And I do have the right to say what you will or will not teach my child. Mm -hmm. And we cannot bow down for too long. The church has been quiet. Mm-hmm. For too long, the church has has been left out of school and, and we've just been OK with that. Right. And this is really the drawing the line in the sand where we cannot we cannot afford to stay quiet anymore. Yeah. So do your due diligence, do your homework. Yes. Be that parent. Your child depends on it. Your child depends on it. Not only and not only right, not only in preschool, but in every area. Exactly. You have to be your your child's advocate and speak up in, in regards to your faith, because if we allow society, we will be shut down completely. And no, we have a great we have a great resource, which is the word of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit. But we also have a mind that God has given us and a mouth that God has given us a voice. And we do have to speak up for our children. Amen. Yep, we surely do. Now, uh, Michelle, we've talked about so many great things, and I love that we just kind of like, you know, talked about just radically praying for our children, especially in this in this generation today, and just being bold as mothers. Now, we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Just that, you know what? It, no matter where you are right now, okay, I am 58. So I am transitioning into a different stage in my life. I am home. I am in full-time ministry, but I am now taking care of my mom. Mm. And it's a whole different stage of life. And I, and I just want to speak to the women there who maybe, again, are not in the workforce. Maybe they are home. You know, one of the funniest things that I found so surprising, to be honest with you, you know, I worked in a a hospital for many, many years. I worked in administration for many, many years. And then from there, I worked on staff at my local church for several years. And then I was home taking care of my family. So I, for one, I was never home to raise my children. I was always working, but now I'm finding myself at home helping to raise my granddaughter, but also taking care of my mom and in full-time ministry. And one of the surprising things was that I found that there was this 
disconnect between women who do work and women who are at home and thinking that because you're home that you're not working. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is so crazy to me because I tell you, Sharon, there are days where I'm like, oh, man, at least if I was in the office, I would actually have a lunch break. (laughs) it's so true right um so to think that we're not working and I want to just say to the women who are there whether you're at work whether you're at home whether you're raising little ones whether you're taking care of your mom wherever life finds you in this moment you are so needed Mm -hmm. you are so needed and 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 you know even as I share this I can feel myself getting emotional and I, and I know that it's the heart of God. God is calling to you, woman. Mm. He's saying to you, arise, arise in your spirit. Mm. Whatever, whatever life has bogged you down with, whatever heartache, whatever trials, God is calling you to arise in this moment because you are so needed. I want to share this one thing that really ministered to my soul and it's not even it's not even something that I posted um it was posted by a worship leader whom I admire and and for many years and her name is Rita Springer and she was had a very well-known career I can say or or ministry in worship Mm -hmm. as a worship leader well-known amazing anointed woman of God Uh, her worship would just bring you to the presence of God And um, she left all of that because she felt the call to adopt. Mm. She felt the call to adopt. And she recently posted something. She said, I won't bow to a leader, but I will run to a mother. And here's what she wrote. And I'm going to read it verbatim, right? I'm going to read it exactly what she wrote. And I'm quoting her. It says, someone said this about me today, and it broke me. I could have given my life to fame, fortune, and superstardom. I could have chased gold and silver and stars and self-praise. I've watched many do it. Worship could have become about self-consumption and self-gratification. I had every chance to be blackened by the posture of what it was never meant to be. Instead, God asked me to sacrifice myself For those coming after me, he asked me, listen to this, Sharon. He asked me to believe in the ones who would find fame easier, but holiness harder. Mm. He asked it of me. He never mentioned that I would never birth a child myself or find the simple joys of marriage and sharing communion as a young woman. He didn't promise massive royalty checks and people standing in line for autographs. He asked me to mother before the hard ground froze and the affliction of worship's cost took a hold of me physically and wore me out spiritually. I chose to stand in a role of mothering because mothers believe when no one else will. Mm. Mothers pray when no one else remembers to. To watch the young ones you believed in find a flight pattern to soar is the greatest reward. Mm. And then she says, dear church, please learn to parent the young believers in these days. Mother them, father them. We will not find a generation whose stance is firm 
and whose grip is tight, and we are not willing to tell the truth and hold their feet to the fire of God's flame. If leaders fail, let mothers and fathers arise. And I read that, and I thought of Isaiah 54, and it says, Shout for joy, O barren one, she who has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice, she who has not gone into labor. For the spiritual sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman. Enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings and do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs firm, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will take possession of nations and will inhabit deserted cities. And when I read that, it really ministered to my heart because I believe that that is what God is speaking to women in this hour. Mm. To married women, to single women, to mothers, to women who have children, to women who don't have children, to women who may never have children. We have a mothering within us that is innate in us. And the thing that really spoke to me the most was to believe in the ones who would find fame easier, but holiness harder. That is the generation that we're raising up in this hour, Mm -hmm. where popularity and fame and followers and, and likes on social media are so much more important and so much more glamorized than holiness. Mm. And that is what God is asking us to do in this hour. So I want to speak to that woman, that woman who feels that that what she's doing or what she has done is of no value. God is telling you to arise Mm -hmm. in this hour as a mother, maybe not in Israel, but as a mother in your nation, as a mother in your generation, Mm. rise up. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for just all your gem nuggets and everything that you shared today. Now, I would love it if you could pray for our listeners. Absolutely. Father, we thank you. We thank you first and foremost because you have given us the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit. And you've given us that gift to lead us, to guide us, to teach us. You call us mothers. You call us women. You call us Most importantly, you call us daughters. And as your daughter, we come before you this day. We come before you and we give you the glory and the honor for having called us all from afar. And Lord, you see, you know the battle and you see what we have against us. But you tell us and you remind us this day that greater is he who is within us than he who is of this world. You have not left us and you have not forsaken us. And so I want to pray for that woman whose maybe her arms are weak, whose spirit is tired, Mm. whose heart is weary. And I want to speak the strength of God into you today. I want to speak the hope of God into you today. As long as we have breath, we have the hope of God. He is still the same miracle-working, way-making God. And you are valuable and you are needed in this hour. So rise up. Rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit and begin to declare from your mouth that you are able. Because God 
has not left you nor forsaken you. And so, Father, we pray for these women, for the women and the moms who are praying for this generation. And we speak forth a generation of deliverers. We Mm -hmm. speak forth a generation of Deborahs and Joshuas. We speak forth the beauty and the uniqueness of our children. And we declare Isaiah 8.18, that as for me and my children, we are a sign and a wonder to this generation. We are a sign and a wonder to society and to this world that is hopeless. In this hour of crisis, Father, we declare that we are not like those without hope. Mm -hmm. Because you have called us for such a time as this. And if you've called us for such a time as this, then you have equipped us just this time. And so I speak wisdom wisdom from on high to be brought forth in our lives, in our minds, in our prayers, the strategies of God to raise our children uniquely to who they have been created to be, but boldly to not back down, knowing that their father, their heavenly father, it sits on the throne. And so we thank you, Lord, for releasing grace and hope and strength and joy and Mm -hmm. wisdom to your women. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Michelle, for just coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. It's been amazing. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guest. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.